With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorn, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On occasion, certain mysteries feel like they will remain unexplained forever. But as Faye would have it, sometimes the answers are actually found. The next stories are rare. These are five strange and shocking solved mysteries. Number five, Zeb Quinn. In North Carolina on January 2nd, 2000, Zeb Quinn finished his shift at Walmart and made plans to go look at a car he was interested in buying with his friend and co-worker Robert Owens. They each drove their own vehicles and were last seen by security cameras at around 9.15pm buying sodas at a nearby gas station. Owens told investigators that after they left the station, Quinn signaled for him to pull over. They did and then Quinn said he received a page and needed to make a phone call. After returning from a payphone, Quinn was said to be visibly frantic, telling Owens they would need to look at the car later on. He got in his vehicle and in a rush accidentally rear-ended Owens' vehicle, but promised to pay for any of the damages before driving off. Later that evening, Owens admitted himself to the hospital with a fractured rib and head injury he said he received during a separate accident that occurred later that night, even though a report was never filed. 18-year-old Quinn didn't return home until the next day his mother reported him missing. Several leads were followed up, but it wasn't until days later when Quinn's Mazda protege was found abandoned in a parking lot. Its car's headlights had been left on, and a live puppy was found inside. 
In the back window was a drawing of a pair of lips with an exclamation point, drawn using pink lipstick. Meanwhile, the driver's seat had been adjusted to fit a smaller person other than Quinn. Investigators collected forensic evidence and began looking into the case as a possible homicide. Even though Owens was held as a person of interest, there was nothing conclusive that tied him to the 18-year-old's disappearance. Over time, the case grew cold, and it wasn't until 2015, when Owens would be tied to another case, that it would begin to warm up again. Owens was hired to help do construction work in the home of Christy and Joseph Codd. The couple was reported missing after they had failed to show up for a scheduled trip to Mississippi. When police conducted a welfare check, they thought something was amiss since their dogs remained unattended. Soon after, a caller reported seeing Owens throwing garbage bags away at a private site. Police checked in on the contents and found items belonging to Christy. Owens was detained, interviewed, and shortly after was charged with first-degree murder for the death of the couple and their unborn child. He had apparently murdered them, then dismembered the bodies as human remains were found in a wood stove inside Owens' house. Now, Owens became the primary suspect in the disappearance of Quinn, considering he was the last person seen with him. Police received a tip about how Owens was building a pond during the time of Quinn's disappearance, and when they excavated the site, found fabric and leather materials, along with unknown hard substances. Owens pled guilty to the Cod murders, and was later found guilty by a grand jury for the death of Zeb Quinn. Even though it was 17 years after the fact, Owens still would not admit to the crime, let alone explain his motive. Number 4. The Bermuda Triangle Considered as one of the most enigmatic places in the world, the Bermuda Triangle has been tied to lore and mysterious circumstances since time immemorial. Many say it's a cursed area, and that more ships, planes, and people have disappeared here than any other spot on the planet. Also known as the Devil's Triangle, there are several theories as to why the Bermuda Triangle is so dangerous. Some believe it once housed the mythical island of Atlantis. Atlanteans are regarded in myth as having advanced technology and thus, when their island sank into the bottom of the sea, their supposed fire crystals which provided power and energy to the people there still continued to affect the area even today. Hence, ships sink and planes disappear as they are drawn into this strong force field. Others say it's a place rich with hydrate gas which are prone to blowouts. The gas can release in giant plumes, sinking ships and planes when it reaches far enough into the sky. The disappearances of large vessels in the region during the war fueled the mystery of this 434,000-mile stretch of land and sea even further. Some of the most famous disappearances include the World War I fuel tanker, the USS Cyclops, along with the 309 people that were on board. Then, its two sister ships also disappeared in the area in 1941. By 1945, a squadron of five bomber planes known as Flight 19 disappeared. A rescue effort was mounted with 13 men on board, but their plane also vanished. Dr. Carl Kruzelnicki from Australia believes that the answer to this mysterious place is that there's absolutely no mystery at all. 
Based on statistics, he says the number of disappearances happening in and around the Triangle is the same as that of any other part of the world. And the reason for the disappearances is the same as well, because of human error and weather patterns. He goes on to say that the Flight 19 squadron leader arrived with a hangover, never took a watch with him, and had a prior history of getting lost. It's possible that the inexperienced junior pilots panicked or simply didn't know what else to do and ended up running out of fuel. Meanwhile, the rescue plane that was sent to retrieve them and also vanished, Kruzelnicki noted that a nearby tanker actually saw that plane blow up. He says the Mariner plane was prone to vapor leaks when carrying a fuel tank, possibly causing it to explode. It's also worth noting that after the plane disappeared, the same model plane was grounded from use by the military. So could it be as simple as that and people are just looking to create a mystery? There are other proposed theories including unusual cloud formations that show up there causing huge winds and tall waves without warning. Whatever the truth may be, this is one mystery that might have already been solved, but people just refuse to accept it. Number 3. Beast of Bodmin Moor For years, strange sightings of a beast have been reported in the forests surrounding Dartmoor, England. Rumors of a supposed alien beast haunted the area as it fed on livestock, terrorizing the farmers and their families. This unusual creature was all black and would emit a terrifying human-like scream whenever it attacked. Various grainy pictures soon emerged and after that the locals began to embrace the terrifying myth and soon the Beast of Bodmin became a public spectacle showing up in parades, festivals, books, and various articles. As it turns out, the mysterious beast might be a little more normal than expected. For many years, claims of actual big cats roaming around Dartmoor have circulated. In 1997, zoo experts were called in to investigate a set of paw prints found, and they were determined to belong to a large puma. In 1978, famous circus owner Mary Chipperfield was forced to shut down her circus. Her large cats were being driven to their new home in the Dartmoor Zoo when allegedly Mary couldn't bear to see the cats locked up. Instead, she released her favorite breeding pair along with another male. When she reached the zoo, she only turned in two large cats instead of the five that were supposed to come. She simply told the zoo that the other cats escaped when her car broke down in the end, no investigation was done because it wasn't illegal to release exotic animals until 1981. Soon after that, residents would report seeing large cats in the area attacking livestock. The current owner of the zoo, Benjamin Mee, admits he was informed that several pumas were released into the wild around the 70s and 80s, but he doesn't know whether the story of Miss Chipperfield is accurate or not. Meanwhile, the founder of the British Big Cat Society, Danny Bamping, mentions he had heard the story of the release of pumas in Dartmoor before, but no one had ever asked him about it. He adds the pumas could have survived in the climate and may have even wandered off into Exmoor and Bodmin, where the sightings were also reported. If there was a living population of pumas once before, it seems they may have all died out in the harsh winter of 2010. No sightings have been reported since then and the supposed Beast of Bodmin has vanished as well. Number 2. Sarah de Leon 
In December of 1989, 18-year-old Sarah DeLeon was last seen leaving her boyfriend, Matt Utland's home in Kansas. Several hours later, her bloodied body was found discarded near the train tracks. She had multiple stab wounds in the back, neck, and chest. Meanwhile, her car was found 22 miles away. Investigators combed the vehicle for evidence, but nothing conclusive came up. They also noted there was no sign of sexual assault on the victim. Family and friends described Sarah as a sweetheart, and her mother could only remember having possibly one enemy named Caroline Kuhn, who was the ex-girlfriend of Sarah's boyfriend, Matt. For years, her death remained a mystery, and it wasn't until July of 2014 when investigators reopened the case because of advances in DNA technology. By 2016, they named Caroline, who is now 48, as a suspect. Although she was on top of the list during the initial investigation, no evidence tied her to the crime. Eventually, Caroline married and had two children before moving to Missouri, where she worked as a real estate agent. In October of 2016, she was officially charged by police of first-degree murder for the death and stabbing of Sarah. Apparently, she had threatened her at her home, saying she would cut off all her hair just days before she was found dead. In addition to that, police believe Caroline was tied to another crime in Missouri as well. In 1994, Kansas City resident Diana Alt was found murdered inside her home. She had been watching the Super Bowl with relatives and returned home to put her children to sleep. She was later found dead from multiple gunshot wounds. Her four-year-old son had been locked inside the closet, and nothing was taken except for her husband's handgun, which was later found to be the murder weapon. Diane had told family she had received harassing phone calls and messages prior to the incident, and was so frightened she changed her locks and phone number. Caroline's involvement stems from the fact that she actually had an affair with Alt's husband, Tim, when he decided to break it off and return to his wife. Just days later, Diane Alt was dead. Despite Caroline's arrest, unfortunately, the Alt case still remains open. During the preliminary hearing, the judge ruled there was insufficient evidence to charge her with Diane or Sarah's death, and so she's been set free. Number 1. Doris Dewberry and Valerie Lane For nearly four decades, the death and murder of 12-year-old Valerie Lane and 13-year-old Doris Dewberry has haunted families, detectives, and the community of Olivehurst, California. On November 11, 1973, the two young girls left their home to head to a nearby mall for some shopping. They were seen up until the early evening, but when both girls didn't return home, their mothers called police the following day. Just hours later, their bodies were found near a dirt road at Camp Far West Lake. They had been raped and each one was killed with several gunshot wounds from close range. A large-scale investigation was conducted and over 60 possible suspects were interviewed. However, nothing came of it. Eventually, the case slowed down and over time became nearly forgotten. Incidentally, in 2014, an investigator who quote-unquote had free time on his hands was going through the old case files and decided to send the obtained semen sample from the crime scene for DNA testing. The sample was taken from Dewberry's body and had been preserved for over 40 years. It took seven months for the results to come in, but when it did, the DNA directly implicated cousins William Harbour and Larry Patterson. 
Both men had been linked to multiple crimes since then, which meant their DNA profiles were placed in the database. Patterson had actually raped two other women in 1976 and was also arrested for failing to register as a sex offender in 2006. Meanwhile, Harbor had several drug felony charges. Patterson was immediately arrested in Oklahoma, and Harbor was arrested just hours after the results came in. He actually still lived in the same community. It was just doors away from one of the victim's families. Both men were 22 years old in 1973 and were not investigated, even though they were familiar with the family and the girls during the time. The men were tried under the 1973 laws, and so they could not be up for the death penalty since it didn't exist then. Instead, in 2017, they each received a life sentence and will remain behind bars for the rest of their lives. So there were five strange and shocking solved mysteries. Time will tell is a phrase often used. As these cases have proven, time can provide answers and sometimes a sense of closure and justice. If you like this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel, and each week we'll have a new video for you to watch. Thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next week.